talking cakes and pies with two Jewish guys. A recipe that works. If you got pastries, take my money, please. Here on just desserts. Like flaky dough, like sugar snow, like Hershey's and the squirts. Colin and Josh, oh my gosh, here on Just Desserts. Welcome to episode eight of Just Desserts. My name is Colin Edelman. I'm joined today and today only with Josh Liebling. What do you mean today only? <laughs> You're right. That's that's a lie. You've been here for every single episode. That's because we're co-hosts. We are co-hosts. And it's good to be here with you today, Colin. We uh, have sugar flowing through our veins, as it should be. That's correct, because we just came from Petey's Pie Company on Delancey Street, where we went for a sampler, and we had six slices of pie, and we wanted to go more, and our heart and our mind knew that we could go more, but... The body in the background said, don't do it, you son of a bitch. You're going to kill me. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it could have been too much, especially since I remember our record is seven. We did seven one time, and afterwards, my stomach was about to explode. So I prefer not to have that happen. I mean, six is a good variety, you know? It fit perfectly in the pie tin. If you want to check out pictures on our Instagram feed, it's Just Desserts Podcast. You could see how at PD's Pie Company, six slices completes the circular pie shape yeah how come it's not eight like pizza uh that's a good question i guess it's just a little bit smaller so therefore the pie shrinks like when you get a personal size pizza it's often four slices yeah but correct me if i'm wrong here with the circumference which is pi r squared i think is the (laughs) circumference wow we're really going deep here pi r squared if i remember from math is the circumference not the area or maybe it's the area or the radius I know it's not the diameter. Watch, it's the <laughs> diameter. I think the diameter was like two R, two times the radius. Anyway. Do we have any mathematicians or scientists listening right now as we record this live? If so, please call in at 1-800-JUST-DESSERTS. Or anyone who knows any math. You don't even have to be a mathematician, probably. Or just an eighth grader. If an, <laughs> if an eighth grader is listening, they'll probably know. Are there any eighth graders listening? We have a lot of sugar for you. <laughs> this is, we don't have a van. Just a lot of sugar. <laughs> or puppies. <laughs> so let's begin. <laughs> so we're starting with the chocolate chest. What they're known for, it's a custard-like pie, but made with buttermilk. And it looks like a brownie. The top has like the crunchy shell. Yeah, that's usually there with brownies. There's clearly a top part that's a little bit lighter brown and the lower part, which is like that mushy, dark, just out of the oven brown. brown. Really rich. I actually, my first thought is that it's lighter than I thought it would be, which is good that it's not too heavy. But it's light in consistency, but rich in flavor, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Really smooth. There's no nuts or anything. Yeah. It's just pure chocolate flavor. Colin, why don't you start us off talking about this one? Because you actually went to PD's a while ago, and this was one of the pies that blew your mind that made you want us to go here for an episode. Yes. I had visited PD's Pie Company a few months back, and so I tried the chocolate chest pie. My memory had it as a knee buckler. I tried it, and I was like, we have to bring Just Desserts here because this is special. This is really... I've never had anything like this before. And this time, my knees stayed straight. They didn't 
Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a pretty long discussion after the fact, not on tape, but just after the fact, talking about whether heating pies up enhances them or not, or any dessert for that matter. And I specifically remember the pie was warm, and this chocolate chest pie is essentially a half-baked brownie in a pie tin. And when you have that warm, it just adds that extra knee buckle, as opposed to today, it just tasted like a brownie that was in a pie, but not not as warm, not as decadent. For me, it tasted like a simple brownie. I was expecting more since it is a custard type of base, but it didn't blow me away. Um, and then we had the discussion about if we were to heat it, would it make our knees buckle? For me, I don't think so, because I felt like it was a little distant from that knee buckling threshold. The crust is a highlight. It's just all butter and flaky. It's like a shortbread cookie. Pure butter and flour, just flakiness. And together, it should be a 10 out of 10, but for some reason that something wasn't there. Yeah. And we also talked about off the air, but now it'll be on the air once it leaves my lips. (laughs) We talked about there's so much that goes into an eating experience. It's expectation. It's what you had before. It's how hungry you are. It's who you're eating with. Are you alone? Who baked it that day? There's so many different things that go into it that it really makes you think that when you do enjoy a dessert or any type of food, a lot had to go right in the cosmos that moment to make it that good. And I also have a thing where even if I love something a first time and I come back to it again, more often than not, it's not as good because that first time it has that newness. And then once it's in your memory, in your in your body memory, it's kind of like has this nostalgia to it that it's hard to relive or recapture that. Um, it's possible it does happen, but like I said, there's a lot of different variables to go back to the math <laughs> theme of this week. So you're saying I'd rather be hanging out with the people or person I was with the last time than this time? Is that why I like the chocolate chest better? It's not rather, it's just different. I feel like whoever you're with there, you know, don't tell me because I'll hate them because <laughs> because you like the pie more when you're with them. But, uh, and that's also just one part of the equation. But yeah, don't tell me who it was. <laughs> I think we're going to need a whiteboard by the end of this episode to write down all the equations that are involved with eating pie and getting the circumference and area. <laughs> well, we have a window. We could go beautiful mind to just get a marker. Oh, I like it. You don't know what we'll come up with. <laughs> so our next pie after, what's the cute card say? What was the next pie after? So after the chocolate chess, we went down to Florida. Oh, for a, the keys. The key, that's right. The Florida keys for a key lime pie, which. Mm, mm, wow. Mm, very tart. I love this one. Yeah. It's like a perfect key lime pie. It's nice and cold and smooth. It's that perfect balance between gooey and firm in terms of the key lime part. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's that's funny. It's like an oxymoron. It's gooey and yet firm. Mm-hmm. I love the, the taste. It's so tart but so delicious. It's really beautiful, too, with the meringue crisp on the top it's a little brown oh, top I, I to it I didn't get the crisp let me taste the crisp mm, meringue is delicious by itself mm-hmm. and yeah together too they really balance it and then when I get the crust mm-hmm. 
It also left me with a sense of refreshment, which I liked. Sometimes with dessert, you could feel heavy or a little icky. This, I felt refreshed after having that bite or a few bites because I enjoyed it. This was a treat. This was so tart. And then with the meringue really brightened it up. It was fresh. It was, this was really special. Just talking about it now makes me think, what if there was like whipped cream on the chocolate chest or even meringue? Would that have changed how we felt about the chocolate chest? Well, for the chocolate chest, it wasn't that it was too rich because I would associate a topping to kill the... You need that topping in order to mitigate the richness. Mm -hmm. Although with the key lime, it kind of, yeah, mitigated the tartness maybe a little bit. I don't know. But Uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, that that balance of tart and sweet. That's what you're talking about. Oh, touche. It's a good thing uh, you're my partner in in all things desserts. If it comes to desserts, I got your back. Other stuff, I got to think about it. (laughs) Other stuff, whoever you went with to Petey's Five the first time, that's who you got. (laughs) Not mentioning any names. (laughs) The next one was the coconut custard. See, I've had coconut custard cream pie before where it's cold. So this is different coconut custard warm. Mm. It smells coconut and egg. Yeah. In a good way. That's what I'd say it is. Mm. The consistency was just really, really soft egginess mixed with shredded coconut in there. You can actually taste it. It's more of a custard than coconut. It's like the coconut comes with it. It's going along for the ride. It's light, which I like. Yes. <laughs> Especially with three more slices to go. I just recently had a different egg custard dessert, so I think it spurred my memory of that. And this... I enjoyed every bite. What about you? What did you think? I respected this pie. I felt like for what it was, it was good. I'm not the biggest coconut person. Knowing that you liked it was a good barometer to how good it was. All right. So then afterwards. Afterwards, we got the maple whiskey walnut. What does that say? Personal? Seasonal. <laughs> the maple whiskey walnut seasonal. I can't read Colin's well, head right. Yeah. The, well, the seasonal was just a, a marker that certain pies are in season, uh, including the cranberry, which was unavailable. But yeah. So it was the maple whiskey walnut parentheses seasonal. <laughs> so the inside wow. looks so like a pecan pie. The corn syrup look to it oh, or the, yeah. of pecan pie. Well, the gooey version of the pecan pie. Yeah. It's like a lot of goo in the bottom, and then the top has the walnuts. The walnuts on top are really candied and delicious. And I would like more of that throughout. In the goo? In the goo. It was an ocean of goo. And when I have a nut pie, I'm partial that I like having the goo mixed with some nuts. So it's not all goo. And I also felt like the goo, it was kind of just like a carrier. I felt like it didn't have much personality. It didn't taste like much to me, if I'm honest. So I was a little disappointed with this one. Yeah, if I had to describe this pie, I'd say it's pecan pie, but swap out the pecans and put in walnuts. I should say I'm not a big fan of walnuts, so I didn't love this. And I also, I don't know how much whiskey I got out of that. I didn't really taste that much whiskey, but it could just be a flavor enhancer to make it taste a little bit more caramelized or make the flavors of nuts pop. Right. There was one other choice of the nut pie. I don't remember. It was a pecan. 
It was a pecan. Yeah, but okay, we, yeah. We thought we'd try something different. Yeah, so lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try new things. <laughs> exactly. That's the takeaway. <laughs> we should tell that to our eighth grade listener. <laughs> Well, he hears us because he's downstairs in the basement right now. <laughs> Not trying anything new. <laughs> Somehow we're making our way around. I know this is this is record time right here. <laughs> Holy mother! Wow, this, this is pretty. This looks like a winner. This is the brown bottomed almond chest. It is, yeah. Which I was about to say the brown isn't at the bottom, but then there's a thin layer that yeah. is at the bottom. So we got slivers of almonds on top, protecting the chocolate and marzipan on the bottom. This one was my favorite. I love the marzipan taste. It actually wasn't overpowering, which I appreciate. So you got that marzipan, and then the chocolate notes came through. It's a really good balance. It looks like a thin line, but it's just the right, right ribbon for it. This is another one that's so soft. Then you had the crunch of the almond, so that you not only got the almond paste, but also the nut. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant way to make the pie, create the pie, pie pie, and uh, I loved it. And I agree, this was the best pie. This was a pie I never even imagined existed. I never even knew could exist, and it was different. It was special. It was really, really good. I personally love marzipan. Just like a rainbow cookie is one of my favorites. So this with chocolate in chest form, checkmate. It was really good. <laughs> checkmate indeed. Well played, PDs. Well played. We, <laughs> did, we didn't see that move coming. This is like if you made a chocolate marzipan sandwich and then baked it with almonds on top. I think that's what it says in the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> the old marzipan sandwich. I didn't like marzipan that much growing up. And then as I got older, it was one of those things, you know, where you get older, you start liking foods you didn't like before. Classic broccoli and marzipan. Yeah. Hey, I do like broccoli now, too, especially when it's combined with marzipan. <laughs> and rainbow cookies and marzipan is one of them. It's just such a, it's a taste that I feel like is so unique. It's almost like from an alien planet. <laughs> like other desserts, yes, everything has sugar, butter, eggs, milk. Flour, same continual thing, chocolate, vanilla, different flavors. But then marzipan, it tastes like it's something from another world. Like, where did this come from? It tastes so unique. Am I crazy to say this? Do you feel this way? <laughs> I always picture is planet almond. That's it. Just the almond floating planet <laughs> spinning in the universe. Yeah. Well, that'd be hard landing on that. Yeah, you got to time that. But unless there's a field of marzipan, you just oh, crash yeah. right into it and the, just stick right in there. It cushions the landing. Well, that's for our, our NASA listeners. They could help <laughs> us with that. They'll engineer some landing for Planet Almond. And they could also uh, call back to try all that astronaut ice cream that we said we'll be having oh, yes. in the future. Please ship it to 125 Dessert Lane. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think it's like from another planet? I understand what you're saying because it's such a unique flavor yeah. where now I want to look up what it is besides almond, like almond extract. Is there more to paste. it? So just take a bunch of almonds and mash it together and then you have marzipan? That's a good question. I don't know. Because there's a liquid consistency to it. Well, when you make almond milk, it's... You milk the almond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me you did that at the almond farm last summer. <laughs> 
That's right. Go to Instagram to see pictures of Colin milking the almonds. <laughs> they have a very small teat. <laughs> Once the, the almond milk curdles, <laughs> that's marzipan. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Well, speaking of farm experiences, the last pie was the wild blueberry, which I don't know if Petey himself picked those blueberries, but... It's just an urban legend. Candyman. 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 This is phenomenal. Mm. Wow. Wow, yeah. This is... It's this is blueberry wow. <laughs> the blueberry pie was delicious. It tasted really fresh. It wasn't all like blueberry juice. There was plenty of blueberries in there. There were small blueberries, which Colin and I were thinking, is that what wild blueberries are? They're just smaller? I'm not sure. That balance of sweet and tart is there. We think alike. I was just going to say it's a perfect balance of sweet and tart. Mm-hmm. This one I could see was some ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it as well. I like the point you made about the consistency. It wasn't too goopy. It wasn't too wet spilling out of the shell. It was a nice balance where the blueberries were the cement and the oats to keep it all together. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good point. All the pies set really well. When you cut into them, the filling didn't flow right out and create a a mush. We actually split each pie, and it was, for the most part, very clean cuts. So that was really great that it set well, and it was intact in its pie form, even when cut. Maybe that's why it wasn't heated up. If someone knew that we were going to be slicing them in half, it would be a dangerous game. To slice them while warm. That's a game I'm willing to play, <laughs> especially if it'll taste better. Game on! Let's go with our top three. Mm-hmm. For me, top three, number one was the black bottom almond chest pie, followed by the key lime, and then the blueberry. See, I like the blueberry a lot, but if I had a favorite dessert, it would never be like a blueberry pie or crisp or something like that. I can understand that. I would take raspberry before I did blueberry. Oh, I would take blueberry over raspberry. Yeah. Let's fight. We are very similar in rankings. I also had the black bottom because, again, Planet Almond, that came, that was a shot out from space. I just <laughs> appreciate every moment of that because it was really special. Followed by the key lime. And then where we differ is I finished up with the coconut custard. For some reason, this to me felt very homey nostalgic. Not all desserts have that comfort factor. This it kind of like warms your stomach and warms your heart at the same time. What else do you need? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a blanket when you have coconut custard? Yeah, just buy 10 of them, put them all over you and warm you up. <laughs> then the pigeons will fly and the rats will just keep you warm as they consume it all over you. <laughs> An extra layer of warmth. <laughs> We had asked if anyone from Petey's would want to speak to us, and luckily enough, the pastry chef, Nikita, had a few moments where we gave her a rapid-fire lightning round quiz of a few <laughs> pie questions we had for her. What do you love about making pie? The butter. <laughs> you ever get tired of the beautiful pie smell in here? No. <laughs> Definitely not, and I never get tired of people saying, oh, it smells so good when they come in. Do you experiment with new pies? We did for a while. Right now it's pretty busy, so we're just doing the classics. I did the Azuki black sesame pie that we had for a while. Yeah, you can still order that on the website, but it's like for a special order. Um, and yeah, like we experiment once in a while, and then like 
bring it up with the owner and get her approval and stuff. How many average slices of pie do you have per week? I'm trying to hold off, but usually one a day. One a day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like for breakfast. <laughs> what does the act of eating dessert mean to you? What does it bring to you in your life? Joy. I love sweets. I love eating, and I, yeah, <laughs> joy. Is there one specific pie that does that for you the most? I really love the sweet potato when that's in season. I really love the strawberry rhubarb when that's in season. Um, and I really like all the icebox pies. Like the banana cream is really good. I love the coffee and cream. I guess that might be my favorite. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks, Petey, for inviting me over to your house. <laughs> um, Let's t- actually take a moment to talk about his house. Yeah. Because I love the sign outside when you're walking down the street. It's sort of like in the border of Chinatown. But then all of a sudden you see this yellow sign that just three letters and it just says pie. No Petey's, no nothing. Just if you want pie, this is your spot. You walk in and there's the smell of fresh baked pie, which has to be easily one of the best smells in the world. It was intoxicating, that smell. For me, it was like the smell of the golden crust throughout. The restaurant, Golden Crust, the beef patty place? Exactly. I felt like all I smell is beef patties everywhere. (laughs) Uh, No, I thought of just the delicious Golden Crust that were being made. And it just had a good feel to it. It it felt like home, like you were going to good old Pete's house and uh, grabbing a slice of pie. And I also love this sign, too. It's like I've seen those signs for pizza places where it just says pizza. So apparently you can only do this for peas. And any any food that's in P that starts with a P, you could put a sign out and just have that. It can only be pizza, pie, pizza. <laughs> Everything in pie form. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. It can only be things in pie form. If a donut shop did it, it would be burned to the ground by protesters. Yeah, I wouldn't go in. <laughs> but we digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wherever you get your uh, your pie or your pierogies or your pizza or your pasta, thank you for listening, especially to our devoted listener base of the 8th grader and the NASA scientists. We want to thank you especially for listening and for helping us with these uh, important questions that we bring to the podcast. <laughs> is that a podcast you just said? Oh, yeah. This is a podcast episode. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Yes, it's a very niche market that we're working with here between NASA and the uh, middle school crowd. We want to thank Nikita and everyone else at Petey's Pies. Petey uh, himself. Petey himself, of course. They were extremely friendly and welcoming. And all in all, it was a great experience. I was thankful to have been introduced to that black bottom almond chest pie. I feel like that alone was worth the trip. Yeah. And that's the end of this podcast. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Wow. 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 Delicious. Mm-hmm. And the finish. Mm. Mm.